Here we go. Spotaholics time coming to you from the Rove Podcast Studio in the Rove Hotel downtown Dubai. What are we doing? It's PowerWorks with Glenn Power from PowerWorks Automotive. We're going to fix cars, talk about cars, get some opinions going, and a whole bunch more. And you never know. You just never know where it's going to go. That should be our tagline. You never know where it's going to go. You never know where it's going to go. Yeah. <laughs> tagline of some cars out here should be, you never know if it's going to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We won't mention anybody. Well, you know, this is a nice lead in. It's, 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 it's great. We've got the notes in front of me. I've got the notes. I actually, you know, updated the notes less than an hour ago. We're already off the notes. <laughs> Notes are done. The notes are already done. What is the point of planning if you're not going to use the notes? Oh, well. But th- this is an interesting, don't know if the car is going to go. So I was going back to that story of talking about the uh, Range Rover, no, Land Rover. Yep. LR3, LR4, and tuned exhausts. And, mm. they, you know, they're, they're, they're spectacular. They really are nice. Amy even mentioned, you know, hey, that was just a really nice ride. The, the, the reality is they can have a few issues eventually and, and such. And that can become problematic and mostly problematic for your wallet. Yes. Not so much for it. Yep. So yesterday I'm at Satellites. I'm in Murdoff doing, getting ready to turn home. They've got now a nice U-turn, nice set of lights there where there was never a set of lights when my kids were growing up here so that you could cross the street. It was basically play, you know, <laughs> shakes I had roulette. And uh, so now they've got this nice set of lights. And I see an L-Tire customer service or slash will loan you a car yep. thing. And it, it had to be an LR4. And I'm looking at it going, man, it's in really sweet i mean it's coming from altire so it's in their livery the whole bit it looked great but all i kept thinking about is i wonder how much that thing costs to keep running (laughs) because a it's not new they're not the newest things on the block anymore it looks spectacular so either they had it sitting out in the field ready to be sold but you know no one ever brought it and they decided hey let's just make it our customer fleet but i it, it did get my mind going as I started thinking about, and that ties back into, you know, <laughs> are we going to be able to make the thing run? And how long are we going to keep that thing running? How long is it going to run for? Yeah. yeah. It's um, when, you, when you've got the brand behind you and you're the agency for the brand, I suppose keeping a Land Rover LR4 on the road isn't too difficult. Yeah. And one of the good things about them is well, they haven't got to pay the full price for the parts. You know, well, we, for sure. You know what they're making out of parts and, when they sell them to us. So. And no one's going to be taking that. If it's a customer service vehicle and they've loaned it to you because, you know, yours is in the shop, what's the chances you're going to take the thing off-road anyway? 100% because it's not your vehicle. <laughs> really? You think? Straight in the desert, up big red. <laughs> let's try and get it stuck. No problem. It's not my car. What's the worst that can happen? Well, you get it back and they charge you and they say, hey, you know, this is this doesn't satisfy on the insurance document. Hopefully you, you didn't sign any <laughs> paperwork before you left with the vehicle. <laughs> so it's like that when I left. It's like, woohoo! Well, this is your nice CCTV, sir, and that that (laughs) appears to have a bumper on it still when you left. Yeah, it's a a difficult one with courtesy cars. Oh, I mean, you have a courtesy car, right? No, so we we work with, um, there's a a lady that I know, her and her husband, um, they have a real estate company, but uh, they also have a rental car company. Okay, that's uh, good to know. I might need that number someday. Yeah, so they, they're called Low Price rent car and that's basically okay. what they do. And so we we arrange for, for customers if they need a rental to, to rent through them and they have the car ready waiting. When the cars are dropped off, we get them the night before or whatever. They're always clean. Yeah. 
and then they pick them up when they're done. Um, usually, we can end up with a situation where you know we just keep it for a day and we manage to rent it to somebody else. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, eventually, we'll have our own fleet of rental cars. Well, but they might end up being vans. You hate those. <laughs> they're all manual. <laughs> so not I take one of those and drive them. Yeah, I'll I take one of those. <laughs> Gonna get a van. <laughs> well, we just bought another van off Colin. So oh, nice. Um, We've now got two vans. We need to fix this one up. This is a bit of a mess, this van. Just maintenance, really. Yeah. Uh, well, this is after you've t- they've stripped it down. It's no longer a we-will-fix-it machine, right? We've got to do that as okay. well. So we're, we're now going to have two vans, and I, I'm perfectly happy with having two vans on the drive. Yeah. You know, I've got no problem with that. I've, I'd, I'd, I'll gladly commute in one of the vans, and, and Amy can drive a manual. Yeah. So she'll get used to it. Yeah, she'll yeah. be fine. I'll be fine. She'll, she'll be, you know, Mary She comes Andretti. to work anyway, so. Yeah, you're, you're commuting together. Yeah. So that, that Went p- to the library yesterday to return some light library books. Which which That's one did you go to? The, um, in the Golden Diamond Park. Okay. And. In the van? In the van, with the baby seat in it. Nice. Great. No Isofix, but seat belts work. Yeah. That's, that's odd. Yeah, it's all good. Well, I think vans are the way. I think, I think vans, are, vans are making a comeback. Definitely. I was speaking to a guy, actually Andrew was speaking to them and he said their fleet of vans were off the road because they couldn't find anyone to work on the diesel. Oh, that's right. He's got the Transit. the transits. Yeah, so. You guys diesel guys? Can you do it? Well, we're from the UK, so everything's diesel. Everything's diesel. diesel. So you, yeah, I, remember, I remember the first time I looked at one of the transporters for Colin, I was rubbing my hands together thinking, wow, these finally, are easy. Finally. Amazing. And then I thought... Sounds a bit quiet. <laughs> Doesn't smell like a diesel. Yeah, what's going on here? I opened the bonnet and was like, that engine's out of a beetle. Yes. What's that doing in there? <laughs> but, you know, four or five years later and it's yeah, just second nature again. But yeah, the diesel stuff is um, interesting that, the, that in the small applications here, there's not much... There's not much to uptake. And we, we know we've talked about the diesel quality here. Yeah, but that's odd that there's that the guy from that organization is having trouble finding someone who's not at the dealer to work on the diesel engines. Yeah, they're out in Russell Kama. There's not a, okay, not so a huge yeah. place really, is it? I mean, it's a big place, but it's not a big population. So there's probably very little specialist mm. and, and also probably little call for it. Yeah. Oh, so, that's, uh, but yeah. if they're out of warranty and they're looking to save a bit of money, like everybody is these days. Yeah. Uh, interesting uh, uh, looking around and i was i was driving up hessa the other day and uh noticed that a few of the tire places along there have uh closed down they've yeah. i guess there's been some consolidation and it's not just your old namesake but there were, were a couple more that you know that used to be hey you need, you need to open up a business open up a tire place you need to open up a business open up a dog grooming place uh, there's a few more like that. And I was surprised to see in various parts of the city them shuttered. Hesse Street turned into Tyre Street, didn't it? Yeah, for, for a while. And the, and the problem and it, I had it was with from it, zero to really expensive yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. And, and the problem I had with it, and I, I represented a, a company that, and we had one on there, but uh. the location, whilst you've got probably as much passing traffic as any other location in Dubai, yeah. how do you actually get to it? <laughs> yeah. It's a car park for five hours a day. The morning and the evening is a car park in yeah. both directions. Yeah. And so are you really going to go there 
to have a tyre change. You've got to go onto the service road, at which point you've then got to come out in the wrong direction and do a big loop round to go. So, And if you miss the service road, then you've got to go up to Saudi German Hospital. Two U-turns, yeah. Yeah, and and trying or... Or come and work your way around through Al-Basha. Yeah. Good luck with that. And so I always thought, beautiful looking... And, and, you know, let's face it, there's an aloe bay route on yeah, further which, up, yeah. which is great, but forget about getting in there if you're not in the right space. So you see it, you see the wonderful yeah. lights and you see the marquee and you see the car. Good luck at getting in there. My thing is with that though, aloe bay route, that's a treat. Going yeah. to get a tire change, doesn't yeah. is it? It's no, worth yeah. the hassle to go for aloe bay route. <laughs> it ain't worth the hassle to go yeah. and get a Pirelli fitted or whatever. Oh, it it, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's really kind of funny because you got to know that everyone who looked at that space said, oh, cars? We're here. They're not cheap as well. The rent's on there, you know. Oh, no. Ex- exceptionally high. Wow. So I, I never understood it, and we were tied into it when I joined, and we got rid of it when the contract end, mm. ended. And I, there just needs to be some... You see, Dubai's grown so quickly. Yeah. And it continues to grow. You know, it's like we have conversations with people back in the UK, obviously, and they kind of think that nothing's happening here like it is in the rest of the world, yeah. you know. But we're just getting on with it and yeah. still everything's growing. So you see what happens. Albasha develops into what it is and then TCOM or whatever it's called now, Barsha Heights or whatever it is now, that that, yeah. that grows. And then right in between the two, you've got Hesse Street, which yeah. is now four <laughs> lanes either way. Yeah, it needs to be another two lanes. Flyovers and yeah. service roads and stuff. And it's it's just one of those where you think, oh... You know, you you just can't actually keep up with the development. The, the roads are always going to be last. Yeah. And yeah. And, and, and they'll sort it out. It'll yeah. get there in the end. You know, look at Umsakim now. That was a nightmare before. Yeah, look at it now. It's it used to have a roundabout on <laughs> Alcale Road. Yes. Ridiculous <laughs> to even think about that now. Yeah. And that's all sorted now. All the flyovers on there. And so yeah. it will get sorted because there's one thing that they'll do here is solve problems. But yeah, it was a strange one. And, and tyre shops are... 10 a penny yeah. I mean how where do you have to go to find one they're, they're everywhere far, right? everywhere you yeah. go yeah. so yeah it's uh, you know the other one I noticed this one this morning actually because they've done a lot of road work out Murdoff Way and they've they're, they're, they're expanding things which is great but I, I I've noticed that there is not a uniform distance or width of a lane <laughs> Way, lane width is not uniform and I noticed I've I've been noticing this recently with the number of cars that are trying to follow the new line setups and how close they get to each other and things. And I only it only clued in today when I was looking at at a vehicle in front of me and I'm looking at the lane and I realize, hold on a second, that lane goes from being, you know, maybe twelve feet wide to eight feet wide in the span of fifty feet. Yeah. And so it's it's not instantly noticeable to you, but then you kind of wonder why the cars are kind of bunching up on each other. And it's like Hold on, uh, what, and then and then I just started to notice it over the, the, a two-kilometer stretch, where they go from being wide to narrow to wide to somewhere in between. To and I thought, what is going on here? Mm. Interesting, <laughs> especially when you like when you know, you only need two or three big rigs side by side yeah. on there, and and then all of a sudden you wheel arch to wheel arch. Well, sparks flying and and are you willing to concede space right so then it's one thing okay yeah you got people who are too close and maybe accidentally they they start hitting each other but what if you got that i'm in my lane 
Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm not giving way to you because it's going to, it's going to win me two, two seconds to the next set of lights. And, uh, you know, you don't want to be an idiot when you get to the set of lights that the guys cut you off, or that's another one. We'll talk about it in a second too. But when you get to the lights and the guy's just gone through the whole process of speeding past you, and then you're sitting right behind them, you kind of want to beat the horn and give a wave. <laughs> yeah, nice. Good work. That, that <laughs> you, really you can, helped you out there. You can see the guy throwing it into park and getting out and you got a road rage incident on your hands, yeah. right? Yeah. But it's, uh, no, but that road, that lane width, I, I, I really got to do some investigation because I really thought there was standardization. Clearly I'm wrong. No. No, no, I, I, it's a it's a bad thing actually back home in the UK where, especially this time of year where we get a sort of a low sun and it's rained, mm. so the roads are slick. Oh man! And then we'll have you know you'll you'll have some roadworks going on or they'll be redoing the lines on the road and they don't quite match where the old ones were or they're moving them for a reason. Oh, and you can see the black. And you can see both of them. <laughs> you don't know where to go. <laughs> so yeah, get some uh, get some interesting ones. It's it's. I think one of the issues here with with lane width. It's quite important that it's standardized, I think, yeah. if they can, because, you know, we see the GMC Sierras with, you know, four-wheel rear axles on them. Yeah. And it's like, that's a wide truck. That's a, it, it's huge. Yeah. yeah. And and then you've also got to, you've also got to allow the, the gaps that they fit through is about 13 centimeters, but you've got to allow the little gaps for the Zomato and Deliveroo and yeah, yeah, because those guys are flying through stuff to fit through that are, that are weaving in and out. Yeah, I, I saw a couple of guys doing that yesterday, and it's just like, guys, really? Like, you, you get you can't do that. You're going to get killed. I, I've um, I've never we've again during lockdown. It was like the the only real way to get a takeaway, right? Well, yeah. it was the only way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we got in. We we were using. Deliveroo, we were in Russell Kamer at the time, but Deliveroo and um, Kareem and they all had their own, the Zomato and Talabat, they all had their own delivery services, obviously, and, and we were using them, but never once did I call. I can remember waiting about two and a half hours for a KFC, and that was right at the start of it, and Yikes. the police were checking everybody, right. and the guy that was delivering it was actually in a car. So he was definitely getting stopped. A bit different when you're in a branded bike with a big yeah. cool box on the back. But he, um, I'm not calling up and saying, where's my food? Yeah. At no point do I want to rush one of these <laughs> motorbikes because no. every single time when I drive home, sort of wincing, going round roundabouts and yeah. thinking, man, you shouldn't um, be doing that. Don't no. pull in front of me. I've, I mean, I've sat, we've had drivers. I've sat in cars um, where a door's been opened and the bike's oh, inches yeah. from yeah. hitting it. Yeah. People open the door here. Some people chew tobacco. Yeah. They open the door and spit. Now they shouldn't do now because the COVID. Yeah. They do. They shouldn't do anyway. It's disgusting, but they do it. Yeah. Um, they open the door without looking. And if the bikes are weaving in now, if you're sat in traffic, yeah. you don't need to be going very fast. Well, and forget the delivery bike guys. You just got the weekend warriors who are back out in their Harleys now and in their sports now bikes. It's season, yeah. I mean, if, and they're nuts. They're yeah. doing the same thing. They're weaving in and out. They're on the shoulder. Yeah. And it only takes one guy to open up a door. And you take out, you know, a hundred thousand Durham's worth of bike, and it's not your fault. Yep. And who knows what's going to happen to the guy on it? You know, they're they're going twenty, thirty kilometers an hour, forty kilometers an hour when they're weaving in and out. That's that's serious injury. Yeah, serious injury. Yeah. And half these guys don't have leathers on, so uh, you know, you fall off a bike, even going ten kilometers an hour, you're gonna you're gonna scrape yeah, the we got skin the, right off your arm. We got the lecture from a policeman back in the UK when we were stopped coming back from football. I was on the back of DJ's bike. And we'd just been racing a VX220, actually, uh, which was a, a, a Vauxhall sort of version of a Lotus. Uh -huh. 
and um, so we were pulling some speed and obviously a police car heard the exhaust on the bike and pulled us over and then I was in my football kit <laughs> so I'd got shorts and socks on and the, the, the policeman was a biker and he went through all of the, he lectured us, like, and he should have, rightly so. I mean, I was 20 at the time or something silly, you know, thought I was invincible and all that. But, yeah, he gave us a lecture and he was like, you know, how many seconds it takes to get through to your bone when you hit the tarmac. And it's like, yeah. leathers take half a second and denim takes another quarter of a second and then skin doesn't even count. And then you're through to bone. Yeah. And so. you're going to be scraping along the floor for a long time when you come off a bike even if you're just doing 50 60 miles an hour so um it's always it's always a worry for me i'll never i don't think i'll ever end up riding a bike i don't think i'll ever end up riding a bike here i've not got my license and it's something i can manage without but when you see them on the road when you're not it's probably worse not being a biker but you just worry Every single time. Oh, totally, like, totally. I had a son who used to ride a bike. He doesn't ride it anymore. And it was, I was always worried. And and we, as parents, so we said, okay, you know, and, he, and, and the realization was he was going to get a bike either way at some yeah. point. So we made sure he had the leathers. He had the, you know, he had, he had a, a plaid jacket, actually. It kind of looked like a Sons of Anarchy kind of thing, <laughs> but completely Kevlar, <laughs> Kevlar lined. Like it was, it was sold by the bike store. It was, you know, back, back home. It had the, the, the elbow pads and the back pad. And it, like I said, it was Kevlar. So it, it, you know, it had the rating on it. Plus they had the leather jackets, plus the leather boots, the, the riding boots, plus the pants, plus 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 because and you'd say it's going to be really hot i say yeah it's going to be really hot but you got to wear it because you, otherwise you're going to have nothing left if the yeah, yeah. if you win the lottery and get into an accident it could happen and you don't want to be that person no so it's uh and i i, I think sometimes our cars the people who are driving just don't think well, about you don't think about in so at home i'm i'm like right in the middle of the country we've got like hills and mountains all around every direction you go you'll go get to some rolling hills and green typical what people would probably imagine when they think of the UK so there's all country lanes that are, you literally can't fit you definitely can't fit two cars going opposite ways down and sometimes you know if there's a if there's a tractor from one of the farms coming the other way it's it's pushing away at the, at the hedgerow at the side of the road so they're really narrow and there's bright yellow and red signs all the way along these roads and around that just say think bike mm. just to try and prompt you to think hang on a minute yeah. you know do i really am i being clear with what i'm about to do am i signaling before i turn am i you know because you're going down a country lane you don't see a car for 20 30 minutes sometimes but there's a bike on your tail that's doing four or five times your speed yeah you see a junction to turn away yeah. you turn right the bike comes on the, straight over the side of the car so those signs i don't know how good they've been but there was there was one out by us that used to have a rolling count of accidents on the road and fatalities. Yikes. Yikes. And it's like, that makes you think. That really does make you think. But for machines, I totally get the appeal. Oh, absolutely. And uh, if it wasn't for the fact that probably the only bike that I could ride without looking stupid on would be a Hayabusa, which would kill me within <laughs> 25 <laughs> seconds, I, I might be a bit more tempted, but no, I, I'm probably never going to be a bike guy. In yeah. terms of riding one, but get the appeal. I just wish oh, that convenience, ease, especially here, fuel yeah. economy. Oh man! Yeah, and you know, you just get on, put on your helmet, get your, get some stuff. You're gone. Yeah, I mean, 
mean, I, I get it. I totally get it. Parking, easy. I totally get it. Yeah. But I'm not doing it. No. <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. I actually saw a guy yesterday. And uh, so this was at night. And he was pulling up, you know, right around where we live. Guy is on a, and it was a Goldwing, a big Honda Goldwing nice. decked out. He got the, he had the CD player going. I could, I got it because it's like driving the Jeep with the radio on. Yeah. Right? And uh, no helmet. Oh. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I did a second look and I'm going, okay, whether it's law or not, what are you thinking? Bi- people on a bicycle are wearing a helmet. Why are you on a moving vehicle screaming down the, the road? And he wasn't going too fast. He was, he was being civilized, but still he had a baseball cap on. That was it. I thought, come on, dude. See, the problem is with that, right? It's, it's this whole, I, we, we used to talk about something similar when, when I was doing A-levels. I, and, and I'd never thought of it at the time being 17, 18. I was, I was thinking, well, if someone doesn't want to wear a helmet, it's their loss. Yeah. The problem is that person's got parents or children or yeah. a wife or yeah, a husband. Yeah. And there's also the fact that it's a waste of an ambulance. Well, it's a waste of an ambulance. Yeah. It's a waste of police time. It's a waste of whatever else needs to happen to just clean up the mess of that accident. Yeah. And then you've also got the fact that, you know, they probably go and survive and then do it again. Yeah. I had a good friend whose daughter was in a motorcycle accident where they she kind of got ejected off the back and then over top of a car and, and she lived. She's never the same. No. So, I mean, she's, she's there and she's, you know, functions, but she's not the same daughter yeah. that he said there's you know something in that you know the concussion that she got and she's not the same person yeah and you got to live with that and you know, yeah. the parents got to live with that forever and brothers and sisters and yes yeah. it's, it's, it's a it's a difficult one because the thing is with a bike you know even if you do even if you do follow all the regulations and do everything extra yeah. and above and beyond that you physically can you're on a bike. You're well, not sticking to the speed. Let's just be yeah. honest about it. You're not going in a 40. You're yeah. not going 40. No. Because you're on a bike. No. That one pull of the throttle, you can do 140 <laughs> in a couple more seconds. So and you do. Just like the guy in the Ferrari. You know, you, you're doing that quick, rapid. You, you want to hear the mufflers. And of course you do. And, <laughs> and, and, and the fact of the matter is that's going to happen. And, and if you yeah. come off a bike at 140, I don't care what you're wearing. Yeah. You're going to be in a mess. As Joey Wu always says, uh, just keep in mind that everyone in a car is trying to kill you. So, Pretty much, yeah. So you want to you want your bike to be as noisy as it can be, so that they know you're there. You want to keep yeah. revving it up at the stoplight, so they know you're there. Yeah. The but guy, the guy who worked next to me at VW uh, in the UK, Mark Topley's name, and um, he was he was what maybe twenty years older than me when I was there. Uh, so he would have been about sort of late thirties, and then towards forties, late forties as I left, and then. He lived quite a distance from work. In the UK, quite a distance is not actually a distance because the place is so small, but probably 25, 30 minutes drive. But he used to come on a 50cc moped. Okay. And his other two cars he had were Land Rover Defenders. So he used to just leave them in the garage and then use the moped when the weather was okay. And to be fair, he'd do it most days, even if it rained. And I remember him going absolutely crazy at one of the lads because... He'd seen them riding their moped home mm. and pulling over to the... So we drive on the other side of the road in the UK and then pulling over to the left-hand side to let cars pass. And he went absolutely... He'd gone past him and seen that. I said, what are you doing? You're on the road. You've paid your tax. You've got your insurance. You've learned yeah. to drive. You've bought the bike. Ride it in the middle of the lane because if you get over, how are you ever going to get back across? Yeah. 
somebody's going to try and come past you and then they're just going to hit you yeah. if they have to go across because someone's cut them up. Stay in the middle of the lane and drive defensively. Yeah. If they want to go around, they can go all the way around. Yeah, they'll do and the pass. And I never sort of thought of it that way. And again, going out on the bike as a passenger really with with DJ and then obviously seeing and hearing that and it does make you a bit more appreciative of yeah. a minute. I, the, the most scared I've ever been in a car was in my golf racing DJ on his bike. And again, young and stupid, nothing, what's worse that could happen. And I can tell you now, my clock finished at 160 miles an hour and I was hit the end of the clock. <laughs> I don't know how accurate they are at that speed, but yeah. it's, it's hit the end of the clock. And at that point I start to catch up with DJ's bike. DJ's in front of me and see a speed wall coming you're out? talking if there's two millimeters of that tire track <sighs> in contact with the with yeah. the tarmac then yeah. that's all it was and i'm going past him yeah. so we're doing 160 miles an hour and i've never ever been so scared in all my life thinking not for me i'd got four brakes yeah modified brakes big fat wide tires so if I needed to stop, I'd have probably managed it. But if it had been blown across by the wind at the time, and it wasn't until we were in too, you're in too deep at that point. Yeah, I, can't, yeah. I can't wave to him and say, stop. He's not got mirrors to look and see where I am yeah, to yeah. see that I've slowed down and he's not going to back down anyway. So I've got to get and keep going and it's too late. And then we got through it. Nobody got hurt and it was oh, really good fun and laughter. Afterwards. Yeah, that was really stupid, wasn't it? it but, it's, that was stupid. Yeah. And I've never been so scared in a car. I've, I've spun a car. I've gone through hedges. I've never rolled a car. Yeah, I never want, I never want to be I in that want experience. It, but I'm, I'm sure that's a lot more scary. But the most scared I've ever been in a car wasn't having an accident. It was the fear of, well, yeah. we're in this now. Yeah, we were in too deep. Yeah. And, and, who's and you could not see, you could, honestly, to the point where you could almost see light between the tyre and the road. There, was, there must have been two millimetres of the tread in, in contact with the road. And you can see him just sort of drifting. He's, yeah. at, he's at the mercy then of the wind. Yeah. Like, there's nothing. One little piece of road debris that he's got to swerve around, he's gone. Yeah. Oh, whoa. So, gives me gives me goosebumps yeah. thinking about it, and it's not positive. Yeah. Hey, you mentioned something along the way, and this is kind of cool. We've been talking in for the last few weeks, we're talking about the Trans Ams and the Camaros, and my uh, my cousin, back in Calgary had posted up a few pictures of the, the Trans Ams and Camaros. I might actually sent you that as a message. Yeah. <laughs> that's what, and that's, that's actually funny because I, I did reach out to, uh, to Richard, uh, Richard Bilo, cool guy and, and say, man, we need, we need you. We need, we need your, but you, you could do business here. Yeah. Get <laughs> so, him over it. So he's doing it in Calgary, obviously, and he's doing really well there. So, uh, and he's just got a, a great gig going and he's got that great Toyota pickup truck that he, he's got a model of it as well. And he's got a mini and he's got a, quite a collection. He's, he's got a Porsche of his own. Like he's, he's in the right business, especially with this, this, uh, retouching and detailing and, yep. and stuff. Yeah, it was so, a three Irox, wasn't it? Red, yeah. Red, yeah. white and blue. Yeah, and different different ages, so yeah. that's that's kind of fun. And it's actually was interesting because I I did see a post a while back where he said, "Look, we get a lot of really cool stock that comes through here that we don't take pictures of because privacy, and our clients don't want us taking pictures of their cars and posting them up on the internet because yeah. they, they want people knowing what they're driving. They don't yeah, want to." Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah, but uh, what where this leads to is back to the very beginning when we were talking about uh, these kind of cars, and you mentioned the Lotus. When you were talking about, you know, back in the day. And I got to say, 
it, and this just sort of clicked right in, is when I think of a sports car, the Lotus always comes to mind. And I, I always remember going back to Brown Car Guy, Shazad Sheikh saying... Happy birthday for yesterday. Oh, yeah. Way, happy birthday. Shazad. Happy birthday, Shazad. Brown Car Guy, the uh, the other one half of Motoring Middle East for many, many, many years, mm. uh, cut his teeth in Saudi Arabia. You know, great guy. But he, he always used to say, you know, the Lotus is actually a real man's car. Like you can, you can still drive a Lotus where he said, you know, Ferrari and a, a Lamborghini, there's so much junk going on in them. Whereas the Lotus is actually still a fun car to drive. The, the, the painful thing for me is the only bad thing I can say about a Lotus is that I can't physically fit in one. Yeah. They're pretty low. Like I'm looking at a Nuvora and I, I saw one the other day and I just went, man, you know I what? Can, I, I, I can't. If they took the roof off, maybe. I can't. My, no. my, my, uh, my knees hit the wheel. I can't drive them. Wow. You see? just doesn't work. Physically can't get in. Man. Which is, you know, kind of what it is. Yeah. But, as, as but they haven't really changed a lot in the way they look either. No, so. You know, how many times do we say car manufacturers should make cars for what they are and make them for a purpose and make them pure? Well, yeah. Lotus is as pure as it gets. They, you know, I'm looking at I'm looking at three Avoras, the 400, the GT410 Sport, and the GT430, and the 430 see, Sport. Uh, what, have you seen the electric one? Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous car. <laughs> you know, an amazing looking thing. Yeah. Evesia or Evia or however you were, if you pronounce the J or not, I don't know. Um, fantastic looking car. And, well, <laughs> I hope I can maybe fit in it. But yeah, I, I don't think so. But it, 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 I mean, just from the back end of it, when you look at the back side, it's wow. They're a pure sports car. Yeah, and it's, I think it's purely designed for that. It's, yeah. it's not pretending that it's going to manage doing the weekly shop, and you yeah. can't take your children to school in it, and you can't actually really drive it over anything higher than a <laughs> pebble. So if you live in a community with speed bumps, you're screwed. And if they start doing construction and want to put hoses and wires over the road and put a big concrete speed hump over the top of it, you're done. You're done. Yeah. But it's a sports car. But it's a sports you can car. Go and have, and you can go and have fun in it. And as Shazad was saying, I mean, he's referring to the fact that there's very few driver aids on it and the ones that are on it can be disabled. Yeah. They're relatively... And, and you know what? It's kind of a thing. And when you say, oh, you, you think sports cars, you think Porsche, you think Ferrari, you know, you, you think Lamborghini. Maybe you put a Maserati in there. Maybe, maybe not. But when you say Lotus, it it's it still has that cachet. Not that the yeah, other yeah. ones don't, but there's a different cachet to Lotus because no. it's almost like they haven't sold out to the well, man. No, you see what you say, Porsche, right? Fantastic. 911, put it up against any car, no problem. 911, amazing engineering car. But when you say Porsche now, you already have the Cayenne, yeah. the Macan, the Panamera, <laughs> It's all out. And then it's like... It's almost like... pure car. I mean, there's nothing... I love the Cayenne. I love the Cayenne. Absolutely do love it. And the new Panamera is not an ugly car, but... They were ugly, though. The name means more now. There's more to it. Whereas Lotus is purely Lotus. You know what it is for me? It's... All of these other cars, even even the Lamborghini seems to be there like just mass produced now. And I know they're not per se, but I, there's there's just enough of them around. Whereas Lotus, they, they, they can't be making a whole bunch of those cars. No, you still get the feeling that it's a couple of uh, 
Guys. people from the same family <laughs> yeah. in a shed on the back garden, don't you? Yeah. Sort of knocking them out of, of, of their, their house on an estate somewhere. And, you know, I, that's I, cool. That kind of works for me. You know, is it going to have the best fuel economy? No. Is it going to look really cool and make you feel really cool when you get in that and you rock up and you, d- yeah. Is it going to fall apart? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, you know, there's nothing you can, there's, there's, there's not much. When it, you buy it with that in mind. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a friend who's got two, two, uh, Jaguar XKs and he's like, well, I need to have two because one of them's always broke. He just sort of accepted it and just bought another one, you know? So, so, you know. And 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 he wouldn't change it. Yeah, he wouldn't change them as much as he's never ever going to see any of the money back that he's put into it. He loves them. Yeah, well, it, and this that that's the old XK, which is still a sports car. There's yeah. no space in the back. They've got seats in the back, which nobody can ever fit in. <laughs> it doesn't pretend to be anything. It's not. It's a sports car. They're both convertible. So right now we can have the whale of a time in them. Yeah. Perfect weather for it. But it's you know. It, it doesn't pretend to be anything it isn't. It's got a big stupid V8 in the front and it drives and handles really well. And it was a sports car made as a sports car. Yeah. You know, nice finishing side, wood everywhere, leather everywhere. That's Jaguar. Yeah, that's yeah. the well, I think Jaguar. But it isn't anymore. The F type. Yeah. It's awful inside. I, I don't know what they've done. I mean, that's when I think Jaguar, I think of nice teak or wood mahogany or you know, it's wood, there's tons of leather, it's all kind of spaced out. It's it's you get in and you, this could be a a chauffeur driven yeah. in fact I almost think about what was that show? The guy's name was Steed. What what is that show called? The guy in it who's in uh, The Avengers? No, the Mm, it's going to come to me. It'll come to you. But, you know, that, and I remember that's what he used to drive around. I'm sure he was driving around in a nice old, but it wasn't old in the day, a uh, a nice old Jaguar. The New Avengers. Oh, the New Avengers. That's yeah. it. Yeah, the New Avengers. John, um, John Steed. That's it. See, I got something in, and I, I I did get Avengers, but it was the new Avengers. Yeah, yeah. And and I don't know if he is driving around in a uh, Jaguar. It could be a Rolls Royce, but, but the thing, you know, there's there's nothing much more to that. The Jaguar one is a is a perfect example of where things can unfortunately go wrong when you sell out, and and the the oh, there we go. The F Type is is a. Don't get me wrong, you get the five litre supercharged and, and you're going to have a whale of a time in that trying to keep it under control and it's got plenty of noise and plenty of speed but it doesn't hold a candle to one of the old ones and there's probably a lot of modern cars that are the same mm. but you know, there's there's you expect a bit better from a car like that and that's why fair play to <laughs> Lotus, they keep going and they just keep making cars as they are and you know, they might not necessarily be the best build quality they might not necessarily be the fastest but they don't weigh a deal because they're a sports car and they'll go as quick as you can handle and probably quicker. Yeah. I'm looking at the cars they used to drive. Aston Martins, Audis. Uh, he was in an XJ11, or XJ12, sorry. XJ12, he was driving, 12, one, yeah. driving one of those. Uh, and there's a, there's a little Porsche in there somewhere. And a, a BMW touring something or other. Anyway, who knows what the heck that is. Um <laughs> Crazy. The new Avengers. The new Avengers. Available on video on demand somewhere. And it was uh, pretty horrible at the time, but and you know what? I'm sure it's uh, <laughs> still equally horrible, but, you know, it's kind of fun. <laughs> the problem with these old TV shows, right? You know, you go back and watch them and think, 
Political correctness, when did that happen? Yeah. Some of them are shocking. <laughs> and I hate people that say, like, you hear the whole thing's like, oh, our friends is racist and sexist and this and that and the other. And it's like, man, give it a break. It was 30 years ago. Yeah. And it's like... Hey, don't say that. I feel old because it's, it's, it's yeah. like when people say, oh, yeah, we're going to listen to some old stuff from the 80s. And I go, what? What, what do you mean that's old? <laughs> that, that was, that, that was, that's good music. <laughs> You're, they're playing a song and I'm going, I remember exactly what I was doing when they were playing that song, where I was in Ottawa. I was at Guadalajara's and I was, I was chowing down on a plate of zucchini rings. Bring on that fine young cannibals. <laughs> it's like, that's ancient yeah. music, man. But <laughs> it is what it is. And th- yeah. things have changed. Yeah. Just like the cars. I mean, take a, take a Range Rover. Mm. example like look where that's come to from where it was i mean we've got a a, a 356 a original genuine one probably quarter of a million dollar car really he's come in today for tune and uh, brake fluid change okay what an amazing car but look where we've come to from that yeah you go and get in you go and get in a, a, a 992 911 now and you wouldn't Apart from the bad, you wouldn't know it was from the same people. Mm-hmm. The shapes relatively yeah. true to form, but but everything else, it's ta- it's it's almost like a little bit of the life has been taken from it, and it's yeah. just made it. It's that mass. It's it's now for a mass audience. Yeah, yeah. Which mass is which consumer. is which is you know that's that's capitalism, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. You know, you don't want to get into something that looks a little bit more like a kit car. Something where the hey, we've got some great. I mean, that's pieces. five sixes. I mean. <laughs> beautiful like what else what else you got going on in the shop so today we've had a bit of a spring clean this morning we just got in a bit earlier and just said like all of us an hour you realize it's not winter yet right doors closed well you know oh hold on we had this discussion with colin and we will fix it because i said you know you're putting up on your instagram spring cleaning he goes (laughs) and they actually they're they're going up right now and i and for a moment i thought is my my feed broken? Is like this old? And I like no, it's brand new. I'm going spring cleaning. It's so just I, the it's just the phrase that's been well, stolen. Isn't I it? actually asked him about that, and he said, "Well, actually, the lady, their their social media manager, is from Australia. In Australia, it's spring." <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and I went, there you go. There we go. And so she's going, well, "Yeah, but it is spring." <laughs> she goes, "Yeah, but not here. Well, we're in the northern hemisphere now." She goes, "Yeah, but it's still spring." <laughs> it's like, well, there you go. Yeah, I mean it's. Um, important to do it every now and again you got to get in there and clean out because otherwise you just get stuff that's in the corner and so we have an issue where you know so i've got a list of stuff that i need to do i went through with everybody this morning and said right we go through every day we go through all the cars that are in our custody basically and say what's happening where are we where are we at any customers that need updating get updated at least i hope they do anything they need from me i do then i make a list of everything i need to do out the day i've got like 16 17 things to do now, at that point, you look around and think, well, I need to prioritise here because a couple of these things might have been finished already had we been a bit more organised. Yeah. And it's not, it's, not through, it's not through lack of trying. It's just sometimes you know, I, I go to leave the office and the customer comes in to see me. Yeah. Yesterday I was putting a bumper on back on a, the rear bumper back on an Audi Q5 because we'd done the blind spot sensors on it. And literally put the bumper in, I put, got the bumper in my hands and I guided it on the first guide pin and a customer turned up at the front and was like looking down the shop to see me. So what do I do? Yeah. I've got to put the bumper down, get someone to take it over from me and then go back. Now that person was doing something else probably. 
So these things just happen. We're in service industry and we're customer service and, and people, while ever the doors are open, people are entitled and welcome to walk in. So these things will always happen and things can get away from you. So an hour well spent to get, you know, you've got 11 people working for an hour. That's 11 hours of work you can get done there. Yeah. There's a lot you can do in 11 hours. Yeah. So we we just got everything from around the edge of the workshop into the middle and went through it. Some customers will say to us, can you keep the old parts to show me when I take the car? Sometimes they're genuinely interested. Sometimes they're just saying it to make you think that, well, you better change my parts that you're telling me you're going to change because yeah. I'm going to check the old ones. And sometimes they are asking you to do that because they do want to see that and they're quite forthright and forward about saying, no, I want to see the old ones because I don't believe you're going to change them. There's a couple of garages I, I used to go to, well, Max's Garage, AAA, and they would always put the old parts in my car in the back. And I'd always say to them, look, guys, I don't need to see the old belt. Yeah. I don't need to see that old starter motor. Just yeah. keep it. I, I trust you. Yeah. Well, this they happens. It's policy. You know? They say it's policy. We want, we want you to see what we've taken out. This happens and, and, then we're in again we might be about to clean up and something happens so it gets left on a rack and then the racks are all full and it's like well i've got nowhere to put this bumper that i need to take yeah. off and it's like okay <laughs> why is this why well the rack's full what of well there's a condenser there that we changed six months ago well come on let's get it out and get it thrown away yeah. in the recycling or whatever it may be so that was this morning that was quite important like say the 356 came in which was a showstopper that stopped us all in the tracks for a little while while that was being booked in and it's it's you know building engines and all the tools and the equipment that we used they've all arrived from the UK so we had to well that must that to, must just be like Christmas then. so we had to yeah we had to get that off the container and um, get that in there and now organised and we've got a nice little work set up and work area set up from that and we've got plans to put a couple more lifts in. So there's just, where, you know, where, you gonna put, where are you going to put more lifts? Your, your shop well, We're going to have there. a scissor one in the middle. Okay. That'll oh, nice. straddle yeah. the drain and we can do quick service breaks and all changes on there. That'll go right, right up to the glass of the reception area. And then where the washroom is, we'll have one more at an angle there. Okay. I was hoping to be able to get two in, but I would get them in, but then I'd be struggling to get on the four post lift. And I don't mm. want to put the four post lift at an angle. Because that's in the place there, ready for when we have the money to afford the wheel alignment equipment that we can mm. that we want. We can put that on without having to modify the lift. So I'm not going to move that. So yeah, it's uh, it, and it's not necessarily about having more capacity. Yeah, it's not the fact that okay, we've got six lifts now, and if we put two more in, we can take another thirty three percent of work. We can't. That's not the point. The point is to get them done quicker. Yeah, get jobs in and out quicker, and to be able to better organise where a certain job would go. So if it's a quick service, put it on the quick service ramp and do the service, get it out, get the report typed up, yeah. explained and sent to the customer. So it's it's all, we're learning every day. Every day is a yeah. school day for us and, and we've not done this before. So yeah. And I guess the team just starts to get used to everyone as well, get used to each other. I, kn I remember DJ was talking about that with, with some of his colleagues that, he, you know, that are working under him and that he's helping to mentor and stuff. And he's just getting used to folks who've trained you know he's coming from the uk he's yeah. been trained a very specific way and he's working with some guys coming from the subcontinent trained in a different way yeah. and how do you talk to those guys when you want to say hey you're doing a great job or hold on a second i think you dropped the ball there and that's that's a challenge you're learning about each other yeah i mean i've i've been in dj's position and came here to manage a workshop which 
every single one of the 20 people there were older than me. Yeah. Well, that's a hard one. And it was yeah, difficult, a, you know. It's, and it's, it's difficult. That's to go over and say to somebody, "You're doing that wrong," yeah, they're, or they're, "You're not doing it wrong, but there's a better way." Yeah, and they're going to go. Oh, I've been well, doing it, you know, laddie, laddie. Well, yeah, yeah, I've exactly. been doing this for. I've been doing this since you yeah. were in diapers. Yeah, and <laughs> the, and the other fact that there's a there's a language barrier. Yeah, because we're we're born English and we speak English. Fortunately, the rest of the world does. Majority of the rest of the world, and and in our in our ignorance and, and my. In, in my case, I just hated learning languages at school. <laughs> I'd much rather learn about science or maths. I just didn't bother. Mm. And then, you know, but you've still got a language barrier to get across. So. Is, your, is your little daughter in the Spanish immersion at daycare? No. no okay. Just checking. No. Jen, you're at the same place that Jenna's boys are, right? Yeah. So she's got her boys apparently in Spanish immersion. Maybe they're doing Spanish and you don't know it. Maybe. I mean, all, all, something. To, <laughs> I mean, Alma's only two now. All she ever says at the minute is, "I don't like it." Um, <laughs> oh, don't worry. Disgusting. <laughs> the, the, and the, why? Well, she's got the three words she's going to be using for the rest of your life, yeah. and only, there's only going to be more words strung into that sentence. Yeah, disgusting, I Dad! I, I can't believe you just I don't did that. Like <laughs> it. Disgusting, and why? I mean, that's actually Amy says that to me pretty much all the time. <laughs> Well, wait till you have parent day and you walk in and say, like, oh, come on, dad, you're disgusting. Like, really, do you have to come? And look? Yeah, well, parent, we've had parent day. It's just literally on Zoom. So it's not the yeah, same. Yeah, it's, it's weird now. It's really weird. Yeah. I, I think it's nice. Yeah, I, I, I hope things change. I mean, my, my students have been talking about that and what's, what's going to happen next semester. Because uh, currently we're not, we're not in, we're not on campus. And there's a big push for some of my students. They, they would really like the face-to-face again. I just don't know how we accommodate it if we're, going to be doing a socially distanced t- style of learning short of plexiglass around all the seats. But what happens when you leave class? Mm. You know, you got a couple thousand students walking around halls. It's like, it's not exactly one way conducive to the other way. I mean, there's, no. yeah, so I don't know how we're going to do it. It's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting situation to be in. And, and you know what? I think we're so far in now. We're almost, you know, we're almost a year in. I think it's, it's pretty much a year since the first contracted case uh, the, the yeah, doctor yeah. in China blew the whistle all about all the December, guy yeah. ended up dead. Yeah, November, so December. So we're pretty much a year in, and I think people are kind of thinking, "Well, we're that far in now; it'll be over soon. Who cares?" Yeah. So we'll see. It's, it actually was kind of interesting. I was listening to a couple of the uh, Pfizer and I don't remember the name of the other company, who both got vaccines that are in the go. One of them, they say, is about ninety percent yeah. effective. The other one, ninety-four. But the interesting one is, of course, they they they've 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 really only done very small studies. So they've got a lot of room to go. But one that became interesting to me was there's, so there's two vaccines that work kind of the same where they recognize the protein yeah, on the, the RNA ones. Yeah. But what one of them needs to be st- one of the, so one of them, the, the, the latest one that was announced today, it can be stored at regular temperatures in a pharmacy and it has a pretty good lifespan. The Pfizer one, it needs to be in some wickedly cold storage unit and it doesn't last very long. So, mm. I mean, they both do the job, but who's got a freezer that stores at, you know, minus 70 degrees Celsius? Oh, th- Pfizer ones for, you know, you guys in Canada in the winter. <laughs> can only, can only be right now, yeah? Right yeah, now. yeah. You guys in the uh, just leave it outside. Arctic. Yeah. yeah just, you know, everyone's got to go up to Yellowknife to get it. So Del- Delivered <laughs> with the milk in the morning. Yeah. yeah. So I thought, and then the, you know, the whole virus thing, and they're saying these new viruses are all manufactured in a different way as opposed to more traditional virus, uh, you know, antivirals that are, they, they, what do they, they call it? They incubate them in eggs. 
I didn't realize that. And so you, you've got a restriction because a, you've got to grow some of this stuff in eggs. And that's why when sometimes you go and get uh, vaccines for your kids, they'll say no, no allergies to eggs, right? Because there's a whole process that involves eggs. So I thought that's kind of interesting. Yeah. So anyway, we're, we're, we're still early days. And I think as both of the groups of scientists were saying, you know, they're just two of many that are bringing these things yeah, to Yeah, the strange thing for me was reading that the, the guys were in the test were not after having been given the vaccine, were then not, were not inoculated with the virus. Yeah. They weren't given the virus. They just try your luck. They're just randomers. Yeah. Yeah. Just now you've been vaccinated. Let's see if you get it. Yeah. Which is weird. <laughs> you, you almost want them to be in a room with, you know, it's walking dead, right? You want them yeah. to walk into a room and, okay, the toxins yeah. are in here. I mean, like, for, for you know, like, in, certainly in the UK, and I, I don't know how advisable it is these days. I've been out for a while and I haven't got a kid that I've raised in the UK, but I can remember from friends of mine that had children before I left saying, oh, my little girl's classmate's got chicken pox yeah so we're gonna go and have a chicken pox party yeah so yeah. we all get it now and it's like mm. see we get vaccinated for that here right the babies get vaccinated yeah, yeah. so so may's had it alma was born in the uk and hasn't had the chicken pox vaccine i don't think really? but may had it because she was here it's not too late so oh well, yeah and obviously we would get it well that was an interesting vaccines, but yeah that was an interesting one where i was talking with a teacher and, and they were saying yeah you know i got a got a student who, who's out and i said covid and they go, no chicken pox I'm just thinking, oh man, that's the worst yeah. thing. And and how many of the kids in the class have yeah. now been I mean, exposed? It, it's an interesting thing with the vaccine because obviously there's the whole anti-vax brigade yeah. and, and whatever, you know, whatever. But I remember I was reading about it in the UK that that one of the one of the ministers on the government cabinet said people that refused to be vaccinated because the UK had ordered 40 million doses of this right. one vaccine, so. Those that refuse to be vaccinated would potentially be barred from public spaces and going to work in, in shared spaces. But how do you do that? We don't have ID cards in the UK. There's yeah. too too many people that say, oh, ID cards breach my human rights. We're not having them. Right. They were proposed just after the millennium and then just said, no, we're not having them. We don't want them. Okay, whatever. But then so now how do you do that? Yeah. And if you're, if you are to share a vehicle or if you're yeah, going to go on a bus yeah. or a train, you know, are you are you a are you then if you haven't been vaccinated, are you then going to be happy to go on there? I mean, yeah, what's, yeah. What's, what's, <laughs> I don't know. You know right. you, I'm not having the vaccine, but yeah. then what? Yeah. So it's, it's a strange one. I don't know. I mean, for from what from what we deal with every day, you know, I, I've I've probably seen twenty people today, mm. and we keep a distance when we talk and we don't talk for too long and we don't, yeah. you know, we, 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 we wearing masks apart from, you know, yeah. when we're not on our own. Uh, it's, it's pretty just much common sense, yeah. but I'm, I'm definitely up for keeping masks on around the supermarket. when all oh, this yeah. is done. Oh. No problem with that whatsoever. No, no. public places. I That's got no, cool. I got no issue keeping them on. It's like, you know what? Yeah. Let's just make this the norm. No problem. It, it was, it was interesting also. Um, just thinking about some how, how this all comes together, but we'll we'll pick that up after, because uh, <laughs> I I wanted to point something else out. Two things that I saw this morning, yeah. and the first one was the the Mazda CX fives that the municipality is starting to use, mm. and I thought so. I was beside it's it's uh, the only reason I brought, I put it in the notes and I brought it up is because yesterday I was down the fruit and veg market and I saw a couple of them there, 
today I was, you know, getting here to the Rove Hotel. I passed one and they're, they're all new. And I thought, wow, this is, it, you know, maybe they got a great price on it. I don't know, but they went the Mazda route. And I thought that's really, so I, then I went and looked up this, you know, what, what the, what do the people say about this, uh, the CX-5? And it's funny because they've got some uh, phraseology here when they talk about the, the elegant new shape of the CX-5 is captured perfectly by our distinct design philosophy, Kodo, soul of motion. <laughs> the exterior conveys an appearance of both speed and grace. I'm thinking Kodo. I got. What is that? But you know, I don't know. I'm looking at it, and yeah, maybe okay. But 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 they, you know, I I just thought, wow, Mazda, and and I like a Mazda. My my yeah, big com- yeah big complaint about Mazdas is they just look boring. But you know, that's aside from that. Yeah, I, I mean, the new CX9 is nice. The current one, sorry, the, the CX5 is not bad. Um, they're just part spin stuff though. Now they're all Ford and yeah. all shared. So, you know, that's the way of the world. That's the way cars are made these days. But I do, I think Colin's mother-in-law has a CX-5. I can't remember. I think it might be the model prior to this. Looking at the CX. Never, oh, never really many bad things to say about the Mazda. The yeah. only one thing here that we tr- have trouble with with Mazdas is when they do come time for repairs beyond the sort of normal service work, we struggle to get parts. Ah. Parts on. There are not that many of them sold that, Warrant them keeping that money parts on the shelf. Kind of like the Suzuki's and the Subarus. They kind of fit into that, yeah, that realm. The, the parts can be quite pricey here because mm. of that. Because they're indiv- individually mm. imported in. Um, but I, I, I do, I don't have really many bad things to say about the ones that I've worked on and driven. Mm. They're relatively straightforward. It's the kind of car where you think when it comes in, probably not going to have much to do on that. Yeah. Also, if we do... It's going to have to go and come back because the parts aren't going to be available. So yeah. they're the two sort of things from a mechanic's point pretty of view. Re- pretty, and I think that's what I've heard from a lot of people. They're just really reliable. Yeah. And, you know, you get, and, and because of, they, they like to get them into the market here, you usually get quite a bit of bang for your Durham or bang for your buck. So they're they're pretty full of, of options and nice trim, nice features yeah. that you, you might find on a slightly more expensive vehicle. The other one I passed today, and I, it, I gave it a second look, was the BMW M6. I'm not a big Beamer fan, mm. but it looked nice. <laughs> you know, and it was funny because the guy came up beside me and had his window down, so I thought, actually, he wanted to either complain to me about something or he wanted to have a, a word, and, and he, it was neither. I guess he was, you know, just wanted to have the windows down. And so I got a nice look inside because it was quite tinted, and I got a nice look inside. The only thing that was weird is, so he had his dash, Yep. He then had that that classic screen that you get on Beamers. Yep. And behind the screen, there was something on the dash. And I actually wanted to ask him, except the light turned green. I said, what, what is that thing? And I don't know if it was like a camera or... Possibly. It was weird. And it, and it just looked out of place. Probably, I, mean, I don't like the interiors of BMWs. It lets them down, in my opinion. They're very functional and they, they, they seem quite simple to use once you've used one or two, but... They just haven't changed for 30 years. <laughs> yeah. you know, Maybe they don't need to because they work perfectly well, but they just don't, they don't inspire any kind of, wow, not yeah. like getting into a Mercedes or an Audi. It's kind of weird, isn't it? And I'm, I'm just looking at the images here to see if I can see that thing, and I can't. So I don't know if it was something he'd put behind it. But, yeah, it's interesting that they've really stuck true to 
what they do and i guess that that just works if you're if you love beamers yeah, so if it works like i say they do they are easy to use once you know what you're doing uh, i don't really like the um i drive mm. seems a bit slow yeah or whenever i've used it compared to other s- systems on cars but you know at the minute it's like the audi's in the mercedes for me really with the interiors that on the sort of higher end cars otherwise related to the Mazda the Volvo stuff because the Volvo's very minimalist yeah yeah a screen and (laughs) and the start button and that's literally pretty much it and everything's done on the screen the only problem with that is you can still do stuff on the screen while the car's driving so it's quite a big screen now too it breeds the potential, sorry, it yeah. gives the potential for being distracted. Well, and, and if you've had a Macarabia and you got a little bit of the residue on your fingers, it ends <laughs> up on a screen. Not that I would know, but <laughs> yeah, that's a little. And then you try to wipe it and you got, you know, Macarabia yeah. sauce all over yeah. and that's... Any <laughs> suspensions <laughs> moving up and down. It's like, what's going on driving there? driving modes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you need the obelizer after to sanitize. Yeah. So it's like, oh, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Hey, I'm looking at our list. we got so much to talk about next time. <laughs> well, I'm going to pick one of these off the list and I'll do a, a recorded uh, PowerPoints and send it through. Okay. Yeah, that sounds cool. That yeah. sounds awesome. Yeah. yeah. We'll fire that in for sure. Perfect. And uh, one of the things for sure. I know. Oh, I'm not doing that one. I'm deleting that. <laughs> Micro refresh. Jeez. No, no, that's, that's awesome. We're going to talk about it. I, I couldn't believe it when I was, I was going through it. I said, really? And then I started reading about it and I, and I, I just went, you can't be serious. Oh, like this is. Who's commissioned the, that? The N-Sport Premium. The N Sport Premium, they got some wicked tires. Look. Yeah, and for no. <laughs> They've got some, cr- the the N Design tena- uh, te- Techna Grades uh, Jenky new 16 inch two tone wheels. They're called Jenky. Huh? They come on standard. That's the cool. tires. No problem. Jenky tires. It's like, what kind of tires you got there? I got Jenky. <laughs> Get Jenky with no it. I was asking about your tires. You're in a micro. <laughs> You pull up in a Micra and you assume one, it's a tourist and they're in a rental or two, the car's in the shop, body repairs and that's the insurance courtesy car. Easy now, easy now. Iconic Micra, wow. There we go, that's what we're going to talk about next next show. We're going to kick that off right there. Powerworks with Glenn Power from Powerworks Automotive. I'm James Pikeway coming to you from the Rove Podcast Studio in the Rove Hotel downtown Dubai. Say that without taking a breath. If you want to get in touch with us, podholics with a K at gmail.com. Find us across all the socials, podholics. And of course, www.podholics.com to listen to many, many more podcasts of equal quality and sophistication to this one. <laughs> Talk to you again soon. <laughs>